Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Good morning. Uh, Welcome to Prayer and Fasting Day 5. And uh, we're going to wrap up on what kind of fight uh, we're expected to engage in to receive a fulfillment of uh, the prophecies, you know, that um, we have received, our scriptures and revelations that we have received uh, from the Word of God. Uh, Just to do a quick recap, Uh, Remember from the very beginning we said that prophetic utterances require a fight of faith. So uh, you don't just sit down, you know, after receiving a prophecy or after receiving a revelation from God's word and just say, okay, because God has said it, you just go and sleep and do nothing. Uh, It doesn't work um, that way. And many Christians are disappointed because um, they received great prophecies prophecies uh telling them i mean it's come to a point where people now begin to doubt so oh, those fake prophets and you know all the rest um but let's get one thing clear for every fake currency you have in the market there is a genuine currency so if there is something that is fake then there is something that is genuine let's get that straight now um prophecies uh, uh, they are a spiritual tool, you know, that God uses uh, on many occasions. And it's up to God to decide, you know, when and how to inspire men to speak. Now, the fact that he inspires, I mean, the fact that uh, people inspire themselves without God to speak does not mean that God would not inspire people to speak uh, in a genuine fashion. So uh, let us cut out the uh, stereotype. But more importantly, uh, you need to have a habit and a culture of studying God's word for yourself and receiving revelation from God's word. And whatever revelation you receive from God's word becomes your prophecy. Because what is prophecy? Uh, I mean, there are two kinds of prophecy. There's Old Testament prophecy, which was like a prediction, a foretelling of the future. And there is New Testament prophecy, which technically means that uh, uh, you are speaking to the exhortation, edification, and comfort of the body of Christ, not necessarily um, telling the future. Of course, on many occasions, people who sit in the office of the prophet uh, can possibly uh, tell the future as God reveals it to them that oh maybe a wave of healing is coming a wave of prayer is coming or a wave of prosperity is coming and all the rest so that is available uh, in the in the body of Christ but more importantly as a believer the scriptures are your prophecy because the Bible says that we have a more sure word of prophecy so don't feel unspiritual because uh, you've not had prophets sitting and stand in front of you to tell you your future. Don't feel unspiritual. You have a catalog of prophecies written about you um, in the scriptures. And uh, we saw from 1 Timothy 1.8 that, you know, Paul was exhorting Timothy, you know, to um, 
to use the prophecies that he received you know to fight a good warfare then in deuteronomy 2 24 we also read where god you know said he had given uh, that he had uh, given uh, this king and his land uh, the he had given them to Israel, but that Israel needed to begin to possess the land that he had given them and to contend in battle against the king over that land. And we also saw in Hebrews 5 6 to 9, where the Bible says that Jesus, in the days of his flesh, offered up prayers and supplications with strong tears and cries. <clears throat> With strong tears and cries. So even though he had great prophecies that had his full name written on them, that his full name were written on those prophecies, they were authentic. Yet he still had to go and pray and war in the spirit. And we saw from Matthew 4 verses 1 to 4 that Satan came to attack Jesus immediately after his fast. So you would experience attacks. Uh, from the enemy when you come into the zone of prayer and fasting to receive and to demand for a manifestation of that which the Lord has spoken about you and we also saw from second Corinthians chapter 10 uh, chapter 10 verse 3 that even though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh and that the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are spiritual and we also saw that you're the greatest obstacle um, to your the greatest obstacle to your um, to the to receiving the manifestation of that which the Lord has promised and given to you in the Scripture is actually in your mind. They are called strongholds. Those strongholds are not on the streets. Those strongholds are actually in your mind. And the job that you have. As soon as you have received the prophecy is to begin to pull down those strongholds and cast down imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God in your life. That is your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. As long as those strongholds are there, you are not going to be in a position to receive that which the Lord has given to you. So you need to bring out the word of God and begin to fight against it by speaking words repeatedly by praying you know by by praying and keeping your eyes on the promise keep your eyes on the promise speak them forth repeatedly praise God over those promises worship Jesus and before you know what's happening the imaginations and the strongholds will begin to fall away and then we also saw that our opposition is not actually physical so your opposition real opposition is not the person that is attacking you at work is not the person that is attacking you, your family your real opposition is the um the satanic kingdom the kingdom of the enemy so and the bible uh, goes on to you know describe to us in ephesians 6 Six thirteen all the way to six eighteen, you know, aspects of our spiritual armor. But more, um, more specifically, uh, on this series, we're looking at the role of the Word of God and the role of prayer, you know, in carrying out this warfare, you know, in carrying out this warfare. So, and for the rest of um, this uh, session, I'm just going to, you know, do a wrap up and then also introduce uh, something to you that you might be interested in, uh, that you might be interested in. So, I've, you know, said it now that once you receive these prophecies, the responsibility of 
getting these prophecies into well let me say you have a responsibility you have a part to play god plays his own part your own part is that you are going to take those prophecies and those scriptures as tools and weapons of warfare and begin to fight and war in the spirit you are not just going to sit down and say okay because god has said it you're just going to sit down and, you know and just watch no you're going to come into a season of prayer a season of intercessions a season of fasting a season of humbling where you humble yourself before the hands of the almighty god you are going to come into that season where you are praying you are fasting you are praying in tongues you are studying the scriptures you are declaring the scriptures on a daily basis you keep your eyes on the scriptures you keep your eyes on the prophecies you keep your eyes on those words and then you shut out uh, distracting influences so in this kind of a season you're going to cut down your interaction with social media you're going to cut down your interaction with twitter you're going to cut down your interaction with facebook bbm instagram you're going to cut all those interactions down because you're focusing on receiving the word of god you are focusing on receiving direction from god on how to position yourself for a manifestation of that which the lord has promised and this is a very powerful thing to do and this is i believe this is one thing that we miss out of in christianity and then at the end of the year we now put the blame either on god or on the pastor and you know for you know for uh, things that did not happen and let me tell you something again is that you 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 might have been believing god for something you know year after year after year and people begin to wonder at some point when they get tired that oh maybe god does not want me to have it or maybe the timing is not right you know and all the rest but the point is this if you're doing nothing and you're just sitting down as in you're doing nothing spiritually and you're just sitting down you're going to keep making these excuses and you see daniel did something when he had a promise that was not manifested what did he do he committed to a season of prayer and fasting for several days for several days about 21 to 24 days and you know what happened an angel came through and when that angel came through the angel said something to him that we must take note of he said that from the very day that you made that request to god god already answered and responded and sent me with the answer but i was withstood by the prince of persia now he was withstood by the prince of persia so for the whole time that david was fasting and praying another angel had to be sent forth you know sent you know over there to fight against the prince of persia so that the angel carrying the answer to daniel's prayer could reach him imagine if daniel did not pray and did not fast what would have been this outcome daniel would have been like the typical christian who would have ended that year wondering whether the lord was good or not daniel would have been like everyone else every, like a woman who said ah, i asked god to give me a life partner at the beginning of 2016 and nothing happened at the end of 2016 i don't think the lord is good or uh, that prophet said i will marry in 2016 and i did not marry you see i think that all these prophets they are all liars well i, I wouldn't say that because if you look at the story of daniel there was a prophecy there was a time 
put to it. But let me tell you something. If you don't fight, that time will elapse. That much I can say to you. So if Daniel did not fight, he would not have received that manifestation. And uh, I mean, let me share quickly with you uh, a testimony. Uh, there was a uh, there was a brother uh, very well known to me. He had an immigration problem. He had a very terrible immigration problem. He had a family of a wife and two kids. And uh, he, I mean, very well known to me. We used to share God's word together. I used to share God's word uh, with him. And he committed, number one, that he was not going to bend any rules or tell any lies to get his papers. And this guy, by his own, decided to go fasting and prayer. I'm praying. I mean, this went on for weeks. I will meet this guy on the road and I can tell this guy is fasting that he would almost, it's like he would, was almost ready to drop dead. And I, I was also praying along, you know, that Lord, I mean, this guy, <laughs> and you won't believe, I mean, this is what happened. One day he rang me up and said that they have given me my stay with my entire family i mean i was so filled so filled with joy so filled with joy this guy fasted he prayed he will go into the fields at night and pray from night till morning declaring god's word fighting a battle in the realm of the spirit until he received that manifestation and he was even going to uh, he got his papers was going to go to work he was going to go to work and, you know, look for work and start working. You know, it's like that's a dream of everyone who gets out of an immigration issue. They are free to work and make money and all the rest. As he was getting ready to do that, the Lord just told him that, look, these things that you did that brought you out of this problem is what I want you to start teaching people. Seriously, the guy is now a pastor and his major emphasis in ministry is prayer and fasting. I mean, this is a guy that lives in the same town with me in Grace. I know him very well. And that was a huge testimony. I want to introduce, some people have been asking me, you know, that um, they said to me that they don't have any program in their churches, you know, for prayer and uh, fasting. And that, so they were asking me if I was going to be, in, I was involved in, you know, like any... Uh, fasting and praying program so I said that um, if you don't have any fasting and praying schedule in your church you are welcome to join me from the 11th of January to 31st of January and that will be 21 days of fasting and great and mighty things will happen as a result of this when we humble ourselves before God and we pray and fast war in the spirit declare God's word to receive the manifestation of that which he has promised us either through prophecies or in scriptures in Jesus name amen thank you very much and see you tomorrow Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed. Hi there, this is Pastor Shaladio. I want to welcome you uh, to Prayer and Fasting Day 6. Um, today I'm going to be um, launching out into a new section um, of our discussion which I have titled 
your personal call to prayer and fasting your personal call to prayer and fasting and um, what I'll try to do here is to um, give reasons you know why you would want to um, separate yourself uh, to a time of um, prayer and fasting now a few weeks ago uh, one of my uh, friends in Nigeria sent me a voice note and she said that um, that you know she uh, she had been doing some praying and waiting on the Lord and uh, she really felt you know so good you know about her relationship with God you know and um, she was really so blessed and then she went on to ask that how come I don't always feel this way all through the year that why can't God just leave me to feel this way you know through the year where you know you you know you feel so good spiritually and emotionally and you know you're on a big high and um, it was a question that I really couldn't answer you know by just you know tapping a few keystrokes uh, on my phone uh, in two minutes because this was something deep and it is this question that we are actually going to be answering uh, in the next five days so you see that it's not something um, uh, it's, it's not something ordinary it's not something superficial but it's something very profound so that's why I've titled this one your personal call you know to prayer and fasting now you see um, there is a point you know in our spiritual lives where we begin to feel very unsatisfied we begin to feel very unfulfilled we begin to feel as though God is so far away we begin to feel as though even when we're praying it looks like there's no one there picking the call and you begin to also feel that it's like you know God has kind of distanced himself or for whatever reason I mean as human beings you begin to feel that way I'm not saying it's a correct feeling but we've all felt that way I've also felt that way too so um, welcome to the club and this kind of feeling is very difficult you know to describe you know when everybody uh, is assumed you know in church you know to be spiritual that you know everybody's you know doing fine in the Lord everybody's relationship with God you know appears to be perfect the pastor's relationship with God appears to be perfect the deacon's relationship with God appears to be perfect so it's difficult you know for you to pull somebody aside and say look explain this feeling to me I don't understand you know why I am feeling this way what exactly you know does this mean so you begin to feel very unsatisfied now for some people it might even just be that you have a personal crisis you know in your life and if you have a personal crisis what would then tend to happen is that that would begin to impact your perception of God and your relationship with God you begin to feel that um, God has not been good to you 
or you might even feel that you did something wrong that you know god has just left you aloof you know to face the consequences so many kinds of thoughts you know will begin to rain down you know into your mind and the funny thing about this is that these thoughts um will not even get you out of the hole most of these thoughts will even bring in more confusion and a lot of times they even bring in depression as well you begin to feel depressed about life you begin to feel unenthusiastic about life it could be that you've believed god for something for such a long time and it hasn't come through for whatever reason it has not just come through and you begin to feel uh, you begin to feel frustrated. You begin to lose your enthusiasm, you know, about life. You begin to lose your enthusiasm about God. You begin to lose your enthusiasm about the future. And, you know, you just keep coasting from day to day. And this could reflect, even reflect in sleeping. I'm going to show you from the scriptures that people who felt this, or many people who felt this way, they slept off. So you also, you also begin to tell on your sleeping pattern. You then discover that you are sleeping longer these days and the reason you are sleeping longer is that you are not just happy and because you're not just happy you just you know get home and you just sleep now this is not something peculiar to you alone i've also felt that way there have been times in my life where i just got back home i just got back home from work and the moment i hit the couch i am off to sleep not because i was physically tired but because i was upset i was dejected at you know i'd lost enthusiasm for that day and i just crashed off and slept for some other people it could manifest itself in excessive or compulsive eating so you discover that you are eating more these days you are you don't really care anymore about your shape about your size about your weight you just eat because you really don't care anymore because um, you've kind of like given in that all right i'll just be coasting from day to day and see how it goes and see what happens but things have not really been playing out the way you really wanted them you know to play out now i'm trying to describe a number of things here and you see these things they ahead uh, uh, then also i want to mention something again you see as human beings we are made up of three parts spirit soul and body your spirit is the part of you that has direct communication with god your soul is the seat of your personality your human personality so if i say this man is selfish that is an attribute of his soul that's a reflection of his soul if i say this man um uh, this man is uh, short-tempered that is an attribute of his soul those things are coming from his soul the the seat of his personality and of course we know that the uh satan and the kingdom of darkness also they um they they have a field day if you are someone who moves and walks uh from your soul satan will have a field day cooperating with you to ensure that you walk in the flesh so 
that's the second part of you. The third part of you is then your body, uh, your human body, which is your physical expression on the earth today. So you see what one of the things, three, there are three major things that the soul um, helps us to do uh, on a daily basis. Now, the soul is the part of you that houses, you know, your mind. And with your mind, you can think, you can reflect on the past, and you can also uh, look forward to the future. And then, along with your mind, you also have your emotions. Your emotions are the part of you that, you know, feels something. You know, when you feel dejected, when you feel happy, when you feel joyful, when you feel fearful, when you feel excited. Now, those are emotions, you know, that are coming out of you. And a lot of times also, um, your emotions are an indicator of things that are happening around you. So if, let's say, for instance, um, you don't have a lot of money in your bank account. I mean, your bank account is dry. Now, you begin to feel low. And you see, the reason... You, so, so really, if you look at it, if I look at your face at, on that day, I might not know about your bank account because I've not seen your bank account. But the look on your face, the emotions that you express will give me an idea of what your bank account looks like if you are the person that kind of person that um reacts uh, to uh, reacts you know like according to your bank account so you see those are you know the kind of things that will begin to happen and will begin to show up and you see how we handle this bundle of emotions go a long way it goes a long way in determining what is awaiting us at the next phase of our lives hallelujah and you see with describing that now i want to read um i want to read um this scripture to you before we go and make sure you don't miss the subsequent parts um, of this uh, discussion numbers chapter 10 verses 33 to 36 he says and they departed from the mount of the lord three days journey and the ark of the covenant now you see the ark of the covenant was a type of the holy spirit so the holy spirit has been given to us to guide us to lead us so in our christian journey today the holy spirit is leading us and taking us forward in life and you see if you read the story you know with that revelation uh, in mind you see here that the ark of the covenant of the lord went before them so you see the holy spirit went in front of them to search out a new resting place for them a resting place because they were on the move so searching out the resting place means that he was going to search out a new place for them and the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they went out of the camp. And it came to pass that when the ark set forward, that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. 
Now, you see, let's look at verse 34. It says, And the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they went out of the camp. Now, what is the purpose of the cloud during the day? The purpose of the cloud during the day is to shield you from the harsh effects of the sun. Is to shield you from the harsh effects of what is going on out there in um in the environment and you see what then happens is that when the ark of the lord moves away from where the people are that same cloud that is meant to act as a shield moves away from them and once that cloud moves away from them that is their indication that the lord is now on the move and they too also need to begin to move and you see if they did not move what will then happen is that they will now be exposed to the scorching and the harsh effects of the sun remember these guys were in the wilderness not in western europe or in america in the wilderness with temperatures in excess of 30 degrees centigrade 40 degrees centigrade so once those clouds have lifted they were now exposed to the uncomfortable effects of the environment so you see what has happened is that all this discomfort that we are feeling in our souls in our emotions is an indication that the ark of the lord has moved forward from where we are and we need to now go to where that ark is because that is where the cloud of the lord is that will shield us we continue this discussion um in part seven thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7 F3CD I repeat 52C7 F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord. <laughs>